Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today on the I Drink From Skulls podcast. He's got the ads that aren't just fads. He's got the twerks that deliver perks. He's got the drop on the old TikTok, Mr. Rebel Lachlan. Ah, thank you, my friend. It's wonderful to be here. I appreciate it. Awesome, my man. Another fellow Aussie. How good is that? Yeah, just across the dish, mate. You know, not quite a stone's throw, but 4,000 Ks in the westerly direction. We've all got our fingers and toes at 10 here. Let's go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. For the benefit of everyone that's watching along today, who is Rebel? I'm 5'10", 95 kilos. I like going to the gym. I do the odd time. Just kidding. But um, look, I, I, funnily enough, I grew up in New South Wales. Was born in a little town called Foster, which is a little beachy town. Fantastic place to grow up. Now that I'm, you know, 33 and you know, seeing some parts of the world and everything else. And you know, when we weren't getting up at 6 a.m. and going for surfs or you know, playing video games or making cubby houses in the bush behind the dunes, we're eating like one-inch thick slices of Nutella on toast and drinking Nesquik. I come from that era. It's fantastic and able to leave your doors and. Uh, car doors and everything open as well so it was a really awesome upbringing and then did all my primary school and high schooling uh, there and then moved over to New Zealand this is the phase of my life I had no idea what I wanted to do so I went to New Zealand and I was doing a university degree of a bachelor of sports and leisure which I didn't complete in fact there's a really funny story there about one of the units I didn't complete was actually the easiest and because I was procrastinating partying so hard I left it all to the last week. Like one of the assessments was copy paste something and I still couldn't do it, but I digress. And I moved back to Queensland after a few years because all of my friends had moved up there and that's where I kind of started my business journey, if you want. And I got into my very first business. Uh, then moved around a bit, done a fair bit of traveling you know, in, in around that sort of time and uh, based in Perth, if not Bali. Well, my man, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you do. How do you put it all together? And essentially where I pivoted into marketing for the very first time was with a gentleman based here in Perth and he sold sailing boat sales. And that was my first introduction into running ads to generate a sale or a customer for another business. Now, super niche, it was a bit risky. It ended up working out. I think the majority of it was because he had quite a bit of credibility. It was a world-renowned championship sailor at the time. And we're advertising to Germany and selling these, you know, four to five grand sailing boat sales. And that that was massive. And I was charging pennies. I think I charged like $350 for like a month-long campaign. And when I saw it work, I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. And I started the fitness business on the side at the time. And I had a coach running that and we split the business and it was working really well. It was a really good partnership. And I started to step away from the fitness business. And the reason being is it was just no longer fulfilling me anymore. Mainly because, you know, one of the things I noticed in that industry, and this is just my personal experience, is that when people are struggling financially, fitness, gym memberships, bootcamp memberships is usually one of the first expenses that fall off the table. But then to me, I was like, well, if I am helping them generate an income, I'll be the last off the table, hopefully. And so that's why that made a lot of sense to me. And I was still able to, you know, get my kicks from helping people, from, you know, building their businesses and being a growth partner in that sense. And then fast forward all of these years now, uh, for me now is really basically a glorified media buyer. Uh, but for a lot of brands and businesses that I work up in this kind of startup to, let's say, medium established businesses is that of a growth partner. So setting up ads, scripting, video editing, all that kind of stuff, just really taking everything that you need to do to generate a client from the online space off their hands and helping them, you know, 
put their effort and their expertise in the stuff that they actually want to do. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Some really cool stuff. So it's always great to hear, you know, how an entrepreneurial type person got started and where we where we end up. I love the journey. So um just on the journey. So you you did really well with Facebook ads, you went all in with it. Um, in a few different areas, most likely delved into many, many niches over the last... How would, how long ago would you say you started really going deep with TikTok? With TikTok, three years ago. So we've got a uh, we've got a solar business in Queensland. Yep. And that was... I don't recall how I actually got into it. Maybe Gary V. Um, I, I do believe like a lot of my adoption mentality comes from Gary V. At least I need just to you know, test things out. And we've got a solar business in Queensland, Cubalt Solar. We've got 35 staff. We spend north of 60K a month on advertising alone. And wow. I started to test out uh, some TikTok ads. Now, I did what everyone's probably going to do if they haven't done it already, and they take their best performing Facebook ads, dump them into TikTok, and hope they work. Well, I did that, and it fucking flopped. So I basically stumbled us around for the best part of three months, maybe even four months. Like, on the outside looking in, it looked like I was wasting ad spend, but of just the tastes of results that I was seeing from TikTok. I'm like, there's got to be something here. I just yeah. haven't cracked the code. I'm not understanding it. There's something I'm not getting. We'll just keep going, keep going. And it was around about November, December, uh, let's just say two and a bit years ago, where consistently over the first week, that's when I had my first win. And we were getting leads and inquiries fully qualified for half the cost out of Facebook. Now, bearing in mind that Facebook, I still consider to be a major, major player, and we've got a lot of uh, budget invested over there. <clears throat> but to me, TikTok is just another fishing pole, if you want. And obviously, having more fishing poles, you get a better chance to catch more fish, more leads, more inquiries. The difference that I found was that where we would pay up to $150 for a fully qualified lead on Facebook, we were paying about $45 to $50 max on TikTok for the same, if not more highly qualified, just through virtue of asking more questions of the customer. Yeah. I told you I could waffle a bit. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. It's funny. My, my Interestingly, my first TikTok ad was a hit, but it was a video. It, was one of my, it, it is the best video I've ever had on Facebook. It's not, a, not what people would normally do on Facebook. Probably should have always belonged on TikTok, but it's cool. I love it. And um, with the meltdowns with Facebook and the changes they were making, it made sense that you you jumped in early and yeah, got amongst it. So that was a big thing, man. And you would know yourself. Like it's customer support and Facebook is difficult to say the least. Um, not to mention ad rejections. Like it's funny we're talking about it. I was only talking to my business partner yesterday morning about our best performing ad on Facebook for about eight months. Haven't touched it. It's worked well for eight months. Got rejected. And I was like, what the fuck is this all about? So I went and did the approval process. I got it back that afternoon. But I was in damage control. I was like, Daniel, man, you film this script, do this, we're going to redo it again and launch it again. Um, but we got it back. But that's not always the case. In fact, it's probably majority of the time not the case for a lot of small business owners running their own ads. And it's quite a it's quite a head fuck, to say the least. Yeah. Whereas TikTok, 90% of the time you launch a support ticket, customer support ticket, you end up talking or getting an email back or talking to a human being within 24 hours, if not less. That was the first thing that I noticed. Their support was just flawless. Um, yeah. Their reps are pretty good. Um, I found that the overall support they can get from them and resources, their reps are actually really proactive, I've found, and just letting you know about updates that particularly affect our clients or this ad account or this particular objective that we're using. So, yeah, that's been really refreshing. 
That's awesome. Supports everything in this in this day and age, so that makes a lot of sense. Most of our audience, interestingly enough, is uh, contractors, home improvement guys, roofers, any anything to do with the home, essentially, but largely based in America. So I'd love you to share some insights, providing you, you're cool with it, of what they could do to start leveraging TikTok or like what, what would be some tips and advice? TikTok is heavily creative. So if you're planning on running any sort of paid ads on TikTok, you've got to have a decent asset library ready to go. Because the only, I call it a con, but it's only a con in perception in comparison to Facebook. You know, if you run ads on Facebook for any sort of home improvement, roof restoration, solar, any renovations, anything to do with home, and you've run ads on Facebook and you've had success, there would have been times where you've run the same ad for weeks, maybe even months. You would be lucky to get that on TikTok. Lucky. Yeah. Um, I have found in the States that you don't have to address this issue as much. But here in Australia, where you obviously the the population density is nowhere near that of America, then yep. you've got a little bit of leeway here. But the biggest point is, you, if I was going to be really specific, you would need at least six quite varied ad creatives ready to go before you actually launch. And then depending on your budget, will determine how many of those you can test at once over a certain test cycle. But the main key points have been to let's take roof restorations, for example. I found that to be a really easy industry because outside of portraying the transformative end result, you know, here's a roof with mold and crap and shit all over it and here's one over here that's brand spanking new. I'm helping a friend do one at the moment um, in Queensland, funnily enough. Yeah, nice. Um, so it's been really easy to sort of generate those leads and the nurturing stuff comes after it. But TikTok has been great because it is a video platform. One of the things it has taught me and that I recommend to a lot of other business owners is it teaches you to be much more direct and succinct with your marketing message. It's been great because within three seconds, the hook of your ads, you can call out your ideal locale, geographical location. You can call out the problem that you hope they're experiencing so that you can you know, garner on their attention engagement for the next 30 seconds. And then you can present your offer, which is a big part of you know matching that into the creative as well, making those irresistible offers, but very simple format. So if you've got your asset library and that's ready to go, you say you've got at least six uh, video creatives ready to go on TikTok and you've got your best performing offer or your best offer embedded in there with that script, then it's just throw it up in a lead form, let it run, four-day testing. Are you happy with the amount of leads you got? Are you happy with the cost per lead that you've got off the back of that? Usually then four to 12 days, you've got a lot of that information up front and you've got a lot of significant data from it as well because, again, I'm going to compare to Facebook because that's just what I know, but if your cost per thousand impressions is up 30 40 50 $60 per thousand impressions per thousand times people have seen it, on TikTok, you would be lucky to pay more than 12 So not only are you paying less for leads, but the magic is actually in the fact that the cost to place the ads there is significantly cheaper, like ridiculous. That's the magic lever really. So a lot of people think that when you start running TikTok ads, it's like, oh my God, like we've done something amazing or Rev or Matt, you guys have done something amazing. Like with TikTok ads, it's actually just, it's actually just cheaper to advertise on. <laughs> like it's a little bit. Until old um, Zuckerberg comes along and pulls the lever and shoots up the cost to place ads. Like we're, I feel like we're in this kind of grace period. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So just for reference, Facebook is largely probably one of the most cost-effective places you could ever put an ad, but TikTok's so much cheaper than that. So for a CPM, that means like the cost per impression, cost to get the ad in front of 1,000 targeted people to get them to actually stop and engage and see your ad. So if we were to compare that with a billboard, 
newspaper, radio, TV, all these old traditional sort of things, if you were to put 10 or $20 per 1,000 people against those traditional models, it's insane to even think about how much cheaper it is with Facebook firstly, but then TikTok being probably, what, 5x cheaper, 4x cheaper, something like that, with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. Like it's Again, it's nothing magical. I just think that you know, whoever's in charge of product development and um, advertising avenues, the they just, I think they did it really well. And I think they're doing it really well. Because for me, when I first jumped into advertising on TikTok, it felt like Facebook Ads Manager. That was the big thing. I was like, I can adopt this like that. It was the creative that I really had to get my head around. It took me four months and a fair few thousand bucks. But that was the big thing. But the overall feel and setting up and strategy and optimizing around a campaign is fairly the same in fact so if there's any yep. business owners and marketers out there or any agencies that are running facebook ads quite successfully and you're looking at tiktok ads wrap your head around the creative first get really direct with it and it's not too dissimilar from what you're already doing it's just you have to have that creative down pat definitely let's go let's try and go a little bit more granular most of the guys i deal with they don't love like that's why they come to us in the end but i want to help some people like as a get started, I know you have a free course. We can get people the link to that and stuff like that. That's really cool. Um, but like, where would someone start? I know. So just backtracking a little bit, we know we need creators. We need videos because they're gonna they're gonna burn out or fatigue fairly quickly with TikTok. Um, so where would we start? Like, would you? What would you recommend a roofer do as an example? Good question. All right. So first point would be to create a TikTok ads manager. So Google TikTok ads manager. Go set that up. Mm-hmm. After you've done that, create your first campaign, a dummy campaign that you will publish, but you won't let it go live. You click a button to say deactivate as you publish it. The reason for doing that is it's going to just basically give you the ask you the least amount possible to actually get a campaign to the point of actually going live. So it'll ask for your card details, how you want to be billed, all that kind of stuff. And then after you've done that, you've got to publish, but you've turned the campaign off. Then I would go through scripting your first video ad really simple script that I follow for as a basic framework is not too dissimilar from the well-known ADA acronym, attention, interest, desire, action. I just squeeze interest and desire into the one paragraph. So it might sound like if you're a homeowner in X, Y, and Z looking to give your roof a facelift, this is for you. So hook is the first part. If you just type in TikTok hooks into TikTok, you get really good examples. Nice. And the next part is the body of that content where you're trying to create interest and design. This is where you would mention your offer. Your offer, if it's really, really, really good, should actually lead the majority of that script. So, hi, I'm Revel. I help people do X, Y, and Z. And if you're looking to solve this particular problem, this is how I can help. Here's my process. Here's my offer. Here's why it's very little risk for you to even just make an inquiry. Free quote, no obligation, da 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 And then a call to action. So, three parts, hook, body of content, call to action. Super simple script. Um, if you look at some of my TikTok videos, especially organically, you'll find that I use that format quite often. It's just that my call to action is different because I'm not selling anything on my organic content. I'm just saying, hey, what do you think about this? Or let me know what your thoughts are about TikTok CEO doing X, Y, and Z, that kind of jazz. Yeah. Once you got that video, simplest way I've found that I do for clients to get them to shoot the video because the majority of our clients are comfortable shooting on video. If you're not, then you can find a creator. Um, to shoot the video for you, royalty free, but would have them to sit in front of a video on their phone camera, just like I am now, but turned obviously portrait, and have them deliver the first sentence 
as best they can and then pause. They deliver the second sentence and then pause. This gives you an awesome opportunity to get it all in the one video so you don't have all these clips to go through. And you get the opportunity to deliver each sentence in that script to the best of your ability authentically. So I have found that, especially if someone's new to presenting a video ad on camera, they sound quite robotic and you can see them looking at the screen, regardless of whether there's a teleprompter or not, you can still see that their brain's ticking over what they're reading. So if I just have them remember one sentence, deliver it, pause, you get that opportunity to deliver that script as best as humanly possible. Then you go into editing the video. Simplest way to edit it I've found is through, especially for the beginners, is CapCut. So that's TikTok's app. Really simple to use. You drop the whole video into there and you would just split it at the start at the end of your sentences. And so you get a nice, long, flowy, seamless video ad out of there. In CapCut as well, that's where you can add your captions. So you can add all manner of whiz-bang captions in there to make it more engaging and all that kind of stuff. And you can click auto-translate and you don't have to write out all your captions. It'll just spit them all out and then you can make them pretty polished and professional from there. Es export that. If you were running Facebook ads, this is a really neat opportunity to export it as a, an Instagram story or TikTok ratio, 9 by 16, I think it is. And additionally, export it as 4 by 5, which is the slightly more vertical than a square ratio that is shown sometimes on Facebook mobile newsfeed and Instagram mobile newsfeed. And that saves you a lot of time. I have found more than 80% of our best performing TikTok ads work really well on Facebook, yeah. not usually the other way around. But there's there's definitely exceptions there. Export the video, drop it into the TikTok campaign, craft your lead form. Your lead form is kind of like a, your, your salesperson, if you want, for the inquiry. So that should be all about what's in it for them by requesting a quote, by getting in contact with the business. It should really sell that step shouldn't necessarily sell the service, you should sell the transformation, in my opinion. And then after they, uh, you publish that and it goes live, you've got a TikTok campaign ready to go, and you can connect all of your whiz-bang automation stuff, like go high-level or Zapier and your email, text, nurturing sequences, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That was really good. You do have plenty of resources free, or, and we'll, you know, we'll get people to connect with you at the end, but um, that was really cool, man. What have you found to be, like, just in your experience, you've been on it three years, what have you sort of found that's worked well and or, or not, the good and the bad side of TikTok? Again, comparing to Facebook, I, you can perceive it as bad, but I just perceive it as is. It just is. If someone was to come from Facebook advertising for many, many years to TikTok and realize, oh, you, you're telling me I have to create a new video every week if I want to keep results consistent, that can leave a bad taste in people's mouth. The upside is that you pay half what you'd normally pay for a lead, and that's massive for everyone's bottom line. I know for our business, it's massive for our bottom line. Yeah. Not having to pay 150 and only 45 for a lead. Like, it's huge. That would be the only con, and that's a, that's a you know, lighthearted con as well. The pros compared to other platforms is that because they are TikTok's ads and how they're formatted and how you should script them, because you do need, do need to be so direct and you only have you know, 60 seconds max to present in an ad, forces you to be more direct and more succinct with your advertising message. And that creative in itself, pro, you can throw over, and this has been huge, throw it over into your Facebook advertising campaigns into those uh, relevant placements like Instagram Reels, like Facebook Reels, like Instagram Stories, like Facebook Stories, like Messenger Stories. 
And that I always guarantee you'll see an immediate result within three days from just doing that, taking the TikTok ad that you just launched and then going, throwing it into those relevant placements over on Facebook works just as well, might even beat your current best Facebook results. Yeah. And all you've done is just recycle an ad that you're already using on TikTok. That's been huge, massive in fact. And I've got a few speculations as to why that might be, but because we all know that Facebook Reels and TikTok Reels are direct competition, message direct competition for TikTok, and because they're pushing a lot more of that placement in general, speculation is that the ad placement is a lot cheaper as well. So I think that's why that is. Again, it's no magic leave. It's just at this point in time, it's quite cheap to put the ads there. So that's a pro. When you run TikTok ads, you've got all of these creatives that you can redistribute to other paid media channels, even YouTube shorts. We've had a small winner, nothing to brag about, but you know, decent, another fishing pole in the water, right? Probably the biggest one I found with TikTok is that Facebook, they don't like you asking financial-related questions. They don't like you, uh, personal attributes policy, I think. They don't like you asking their annual income. They don't like you asking how much debt they've got, all that kind of stuff. So for anyone out there, you know, financial refinancing or, you know, potentially builders and roofers, if you need to ask those sort of money-related questions, TikTok, you can ask anything. You can ask them, how long has it been since you last divorced? You know, like, did you lose your firstborn? Like, not that you would, but that's the level of question that you're allowed to ask for now anyway might be different for someone listening to this in a year's time but for now it's massive like and that's why i think that yeah the lead quality is really on par with facebook but it's only because we're able to ask way more qualifying questions up front in the lead form before they can even submit a form and that's been huge especially for builders you know they need to ask you know whether they're pre-approved for finance how much debt they've got all of this kind of stuff, dependence, and we can get yeah. all that from what they can submit so they get a much better quality conversation off the back of that. So that's been a massive pro compared to Facebook. Again, I really don't want to come off as bashing Facebook because I use it a lot. I use it a lot. I just, you know, it's just really refreshing to have a platform like TikTok where it kind of feels like 2017, 2018 Facebook golden era days where you could throw like 15, 20 bucks at a Facebook ad and get a handful, maybe even a dozen leads on a really good day. And now it's just a lot harder to do. But with TikTok, it feels like, oh, we're, we're kind of back here again. This is nice. This is nice. That's the thing, hey, having some variety. If nothing else, just having a TikTok account, even if you don't run ads, the, the organic side of it, which you've also done really well, which I'd love to dig in a little bit more on that too. Yeah, the organic side of TikTok is the, I'll be honest with you, I hate creating content. I really do. Um, I've always hated creating content and TikTok is the first platform organically where I've taken it very seriously, very seriously. You only have to scroll through my Facebook stuff, my Instagram stuff, and you'll see that I'm lacking like weeks and months in, in between. And then I just pick it up and start going with it again. But TikTok for me is all of, you know, Gary V, the Alex Hormoses and everyone else says is basically it's really just one of those platforms where if you and I make a video, maybe take a clip from this this podcast and we throw it on there and it gets like 20 views and then we take another clip tomorrow and we throw it on there tomorrow and it gets like 1 million views for no particular reason like there's no real platform that can offer that kind of disproportionate amount of views compared to what you've currently got historically the sort of perpetual snowball of organic growth that comes off the back of running tiktok ads is massive so i i tell a lot of my clients hey when you get comments when you get questions on your TikTok ad, which you will get, create a video reply to that because you should connect your TikTok page to it. 
Now you don't have to think about content. And now every single person who sees you added drops into the comment section, sees that video reply, that gets more views. You get more followers. And then you end up in this sort of perpetuating cycle of organic growth off the back of your paid ads, even though I guess technically that's that's paid growth, isn't it? But you're here over here for lead and you have all these other benefits happening over here for organic as well. That's massive. I've found that one of the, another big point with the TikTok organic is, you know how like on YouTube where you'll go and watch a YouTube video and then you might see that person's video again, especially if you don't subscribe to their channel. It's only really if you go searching for them that you'll see their next video if you don't subscribe to them. Yeah. TikTok's quite different and it's a massive opportunity in my opinion where if you come to my TikTok page, you watch one of my videos, usually within 15 to 20 minutes, you're likely to see another one of my videos. Yeah. Especially if you watch it all the way through or like it or engage. That algorithm I found to be a lot more mathematically inclined in certain averages of, you know, if John and Jane and Revel and Matt like the same video, then Ben over here might like it as well. And so that I think that algorithm is quite powerful, especially how fast those feedback loops work. And so if you go over to someone's TikTok profile or a business owner has a potential client come to the TikTok profile and they watch a video all the way through, there's a really high chance that they're going to see, you know, a video from yesterday, last week, last month, even, you know, maybe not last year, but up to 90 days ago, I'd been able to sort of uh, measure. And even then, the big bonus is when they follow you. So if you get a follower, it's like an email marketing nurturing or drip sequence where they get drip fed over time, usually for the first 10 days, videos that you posted up to 90 days ago. And so just imagine how powerful that is to stay front of mind to your potential customer. Then you didn't have to do shit. You just got a follower and they get drip fed your organic stuff from way back when. I don't actually think there's a social media platform that offers that kind of distribution of your videos to a new follower who sees your historic videos without having to go looking for them. Like that's that's been massive. Yeah. And so you find like other business owners who go out there and they start a TikTok channel, it really starts to pick up some steam. Even if it's, you know, below a thousand followers, you'll notice people for no particular reason go back and like, like it seems like they're going back and liking your very old videos, but that algorithm is just serving it to them. Because it's signaled that, hey, they might be interested in this as well. So as well as all these massive benefits of the ad, uh, the paid ad side of things, the organic opportunity that TikTok presents, I really think is second to none. You know, even this new Threads app, which I'm sort of playing with by Instagram, that's interesting. But the, the organic opportunity that uh, is sort of presented with TikTok, if you're present, however frequent or infrequent you are, is better to do something than do nothing at all. Yeah. 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 I have noticed that where people have gone back through mine. I don't have heaps of videos on there, but I noticed that. And then I notice I'm getting served when I follow someone, I'm getting served their older stuff. I get a notification. Someone's just done another post. I'm like, this is really cool. So that explains it a lot. It's, it's nice. It's a really good feeling to know that your labor, effort, time, resources, money, however you're crafting your content is being maximized and distributed accordingly. And that's what really speaks to me. And I think generally speaking, TikTok is a really great organic platform for discovery. Right? Yeah. So local business owners, roofers, home improvements, solar, all that kind of stuff, you service a particular area. Every one of your organic videos you'd want to geotag and put in your location. And maybe a hashtag of your 
biggest major city or suburb next to you that you service. And that's been really awesome as well. Just on a free call, I did uh, about maybe three or four weeks ago now, was a guy named Matt, funnily enough, in uh, a restaurant in Sydney. And he owns a Thai restaurant called Castle Long Thai. And we just had a, just a really organic chat. And he's like, hey, you know, what do you think I should do with TikTok? And I was like, like, have you got time to make content? He's like, oh, I don't really know what to do. And I was like, hey, here's all of your menu items that are on your menu item, uh, on your menu rather, 43 of them. Go and create a video, step-by-step process of everything you do to create each menu item. The intention is get to get to 1,000 followers. And once you got his 1,000 followers, he started to do TikTok lives. And this is an idea I think I, I pinned in my notes from Gary V years ago when he was just talking about uh, TikTok lives. And I said, get your phone, point it at the, the wok, point it at the grill of the food being prepared, you doing your thing, let it run. You don't even have to acknowledge people are there. It's reality TV. Yeah. And he did that. And his first live, I made a video about it. I don't know the chances of a restaurant owner watching this or listening to this podcast, but it's on my TikTok page. The complete process is outlined there. But that TikTok live got something insane, like 7,000 live viewers at one point. And a low point of about 3,000 viewers. And then that blew up. He's at about 15K followers in the local area over, over the first three and a half weeks of doing that. That's been a massive success story. And he was asking me about ads and I was like, yeah, look, restaurant and ads, that's a hard one for me. I don't have too much experience, but here's a really good organic idea that I've seen work a few times and that's blown up. The only thing that we're doing now is to push lives a little bit further is you can boost your lives with a bit of ad spend. So you can put a hundred bucks behind it, target your local area. And as you're doing your TikTok lives, it's getting forced out to your local area on TikTok, which has been really interesting to see as well. There's all of these whiz-bang little opportunities on TikTok at the moment. It's quite so exciting. Um, but say for the home improvement businesses and the roof restorations and everyone in that uh, looking for that particular customer base, I would really lean into content of new processing or work. Now, yes, transformative stuff is really, really good. But if you think about some of the craftsmanship videos you'll see on YouTube and definitely on TikTok. If you search woodworked or craftsman or something like that on TikTok, you'll get served these types of videos and they go bonkers. So where you see someone for no particular reason, there's actually no context in some of these videos and they get millions and millions and millions of views and they don't necessarily have a lot of followers to begin with, but it'll just start and he's straight bang into the work. And he's like building this coffee table, sanding back, he's doing some of this and some of that. And within about, you know, <laughs> Three minutes, you still don't really know what's going on, but you're you're sort of sucked into the process of what's happening. You're like, I wonder what's gonna what it's gonna look like at the end. Uh, two days ago, I had a consult with a um with a with a gentleman that does, uh, I guess, high end wood furniture. So he built like cabinets and stuff, like fifteen grand from scratch. And same kind of deal. He does that really well, and he's just moved from Instagram to TikTok. So similar kind of conversation where these roofers and and renovationers and and anyone in that sort of home improvement space. If you focus on all of your content, at least to begin with, on the process and maybe even add some captions like step one, step two, step three, and I guess show people how to do it themselves. And then as you know, all the Alex Hormozzi likes to say, sell the implementation, then a lot of your viewership and a lot of your followers are kind of sucked out of TikTok to your page, start to follow you for the right reasons. You know, these are people who are interested in your craft. These are people who... It's very easy to build a community around, especially when you get your first thousand followers and then you start to do your TikTok lives. I, mean, I was watching 
a couple of months ago, a woman just laying bricks had like all high vis gear up. She had like 17,000 live followers. And I went to the Australian lady and I went to her TikTok profile and she had like 800 followers, 17,000 live viewers, 800 followers, sorry, 1,800 followers. And that just blew my mind. I'm like, are we all really just sitting here watching yeah. someone lay bricks? Like, yeah, yeah, we are actually. This, this is what happens. I saw another gentleman, not only a couple of months ago, I'll see if I can find these and link them somewhere. Saw another gentleman who all he does is he goes on there, just puts a TikTok live above his workbench, doesn't even acknowledge people's existence, doesn't even answer questions or comments, which probably should, but he doesn't. And there's just like 13,000 people watching live and he's just sitting there sanding this big ass bench and it's just him in process, him doing his thing. And that's been really cool to watch. Like consider reality TV, irrespective of how you think you're going to sound, I don't think you get get to give yourself that opportunity if you haven't even tried. I think you should just half, honestly, half ass it and that should begin. And only when you've done your first 30, maybe 40 videos, do you have some data and measurement of statistical significance to go back and go, this one worked really well, this one worked really well. One of my videos was just a half-baked video for anyone in the States, which just means it wasn't really well thought through, of the TikTok CEO telling uh, a presenter why he didn't let his kids on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, that's controversial. I'll do a green screen thing of that and I'll throw that up there. And it was about 15 seconds. Got 14 million views. Like my average video is probably about 500. Do you know what I mean? So that's been a really interesting journey. It's just very exciting to, again, have a platform like this that any business can go on and have kind of this leg up organically as well as obviously jumping into paid ads if that's the right timing for them. Yeah. Yeah. Love that, man. We, uh, we're running out of time here, unfortunately, and I'd love to keep chatting to you. But for anyone who wants to connect with you, like where can they find you? Where can they get your resources? How can they have a chat with you? Uh, so if you just do a quick search on TikTok or even Google or LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram for just my first and last name, Revel Lachlan, R-E-V-E-L-L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. Sounds like Laughlin. It's got a Scottish background there somewhere. So earlier in New Zealand, they used to change their last names a lot if like someone in the family stole bread. So And, st- and so they, to get off the police record, they used to change their last names a lot. So I'd imagine I would have been Mick Laughlin somewhere. Drop the MC because one of the uncles told Perk Load for bread and then changed the 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 the, uh, the spelling further down the track again. So yeah, just rebel off on any one of those social media channels. And is there yeah, like I mentioned that you I know you do have a free course. I've I've bought some of your stuff. It's fantastic. Top yep, notch. Thank you. So yeah, anyone who wants to learn more about TikTok, whether it's organic, paid, anything in between, please connect with Rebel. He will not let you down. Is there any final words before we wrap things up, my good man? This is a big one, but just start. It's really easy to overthink TikTok organically, especially. It's really important to start because I do believe we have this window of opportunity. I'm really serious about this. We kind of had this grace period where it feels like early days Instagram, where you could post a picture, a couple of hashtags, thousand likes. This feels like that again. And it will be there will be a time soon, let's say year two, three, maybe, where we just will not get this reach again. So better you do something rather than overanalyze and try and become an expert on TikTok videos and organic without doing anything. Um, so it's really important not to over-research and it's really important to just start. 
posting. Definitely. Awesome. That's great. Rebel, you've been fantastic. Thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode, guys. We're out.